Hello and welcome to the streamcast. I am Jin Sakai and I'm joined with Lord Adachi. And it's time. It is time. So I'm going to put the disclaimer out right now. If you haven't finished Ghost of Tsushima and you intend to play the game or um, you're in the middle of the game, you might want to give this one a miss or you might want to come back to this pod a bit later because we're going to potentially spoil all of this game. Potentially, we- I'm spoiling every nook and cranny. <laughs> <laughs> We've played throughout the entire story mode and um, we're going to discuss this game. Full of spoilers. Let's get into it. Is Ghost of Tsushima game of the year? Was that like an open question? Is that, is that a rhetorical it's question? Open, it's an open, open rhetorical question? question. It's like, bam, uh, grabbing in the viewers, grabbing in the listeners. That's the how mo- highly we think of this game. Oh, okay, okay. At the moment, I'm going to say for me, 100%. Um, I'm waiting on Cyberpunk to see what they do. Uh, but right now, it's 100% Ghost. Like, I've needed a game like that for so long, and I finally got it. Oh, I needed a sucker punch game. Like I, <laughs> I finished um, Infamous Second Son earlier this year, and I was like, "Ooh, I want a bit more. I want a bit more sucker punch." Boom, I got it, and I loved yeah. it. Yeah, and what that about is, you? that's legit something I like to do. You know, when I when when I know there's a new game coming out, I will go and play a similar game. Ideally, the previous game in the installment, but of mm. course, you couldn't do that with this new IP. So Second Son's the next best thing. Um, yeah, I didn't do that with this though. So. I I know I've wanted this game for a very long time. Since I saw it in the E3 presentation. Uh, what, 10 years ago? It, it, I don't even know. it must be five years now. Four or five years ago. Um, it was Lady Masako and Jin who were fighting. Mm. Um, and that was what won me over. And ever since then, I've just been like, please, more news, more, yeah. more screenshots. Yeah. <laughs> they gave us um, nothing. They gave us absolutely <laughs> nothing. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm so happy that they gave us what they did. As to answer my own question, as if it, 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 is it game of the year? I'm going to have to say no because I've just played The Last of Us Part Two, and as a pure game, that is a better game. Um, it reminds me of 2018, where we played two fantastic games, and I was going back and forth on, is this game my game of the year? No, is it this one? And I'm so very much feeling that. God of War, and what was the other game? Uh, Marvel Spider-Man. Yes. Yeah, yes, so I yeah. Taking, taking everyone back to 2018 for a couple of minutes, um, played through God of War, loved that game, favorite game ever. And then Spider-Man came, and I was like, oh my god, I think this is my new favorite game. But when I look at it uh, and take my emotion out of it, and like bit by bit, God of War is a better game. It's a more complete game. And likewise, when I compare The Last of Us 2 and Ghost of Tsushima, The Last of Us 2 just plays better. But this is not about The Last of Us 2, God of War, or Spider-Man. This is about the adventures of one Jin Sakai. Do you know what? I need to go and play like Last of Us and not just watch it. Because like it really, it really irked. Why am I moving into the mic? You can hear me. It really, <laughs> it really irked me that you were like the gameplay is better, and I've only seen the story. I need to play the game so I can be like, this is yeah. why you're wrong. I'm gonna play that game. <laughs> play it, prove you wrong. <laughs> um, it, it, I, 
you have to play it yeah like there's nothing else there's no better way to experience a game than to play it the same way there's no better way of discussing a movie than actually sitting down and watching that movie you do miss out on quite a bit if you don't play as ellie or play as abby going through their adventures um doing the stealth killing people killing dogs it all plays into on top of the story why it's so good and on top of all the emotional the characters but yes <laughs> as i said this is going to focus on the adventures of Jin and the uh island of Tsushima. let's get into it um where should we start and i'd like to make a quick plug if you haven't you can watch our stream of ghost of Tsushima on youtube by searching streamcast or typing in youtube.com forward slash c forward slash streamcast or our twitch twitch.tv forward slash streamcast tv or if you just search streamcast tv on twitch you'll find our ghost of Tsushima or the last part the last half of our ghost of Tsushima playthrough and uh you get to experience uh how i found the game but Boy. yeah if we start <laughs> if we start at the story element or the mm -hmm. writing and check my notes quickly i really really enjoyed the story um it was like a a modern play they had the three acts and it was explicit like a lot of games will have that as, as incognito running in the background you, you will know you're in a different act or different part of the story mm. um but this game really um played up that fact like this is a play you are in the second act now and this you are in the finale you're in the final act now um big big fan of the writing and i think this might be something that people don't praise as much as i think they should um so i would like to know yeah, go on. do you mean in terms of like the like the story and plot itself or like the the personalities of the characters like when you say the writing um, yeah, I mean all of the above. So all I mean the, the actual story, the plot, and mm -hmm. I mean how each character is written, the relationships between different characters, and how that changed. Because not everyone starts off the way they're going to end in mm -hmm. proximity to each other. Mm -hmm. So um, I really liked how Jin and Yuna's relationship grew throughout the game. Um, even people that he fights, like Jin and Ryozu, uh, uh, when you find the people that the Khan has gone through, the villages, and you find out stuff like, oh, they've been feeding us. They haven't hurt us. Stuff like that. And it really... That really upset me. I think I, I liked I, it. I liked yeah. it because it really added a third dimension to the story because when you, when, when, you know, when we're growing up, um, 2D stories are enough to satisfy us. You know, that guy's the bad guy. I'm the good guy. And everyone who's come into contact with that bad guy hates that bad guy because he's bad, you know. Uh, it's lawful good versus lawful evil. But now we have games where all these characters are 3D and Khan and Koten Khan is, uh, he wants to conquer Tsushima, but he's trying different tactics with different people. And mm -hmm. that's a people person trait. Yeah. Not everyone's going to respond best by, you know, being shy with that. Some people need uh, an arm around the shoulder. And this really, it was um, me asking the question to myself, am I the bad guy am i the one who's messing up 
like Paradise, for example. And I really mm. enjoyed that. I really enjoyed the 3D relationships and uh, character traits. But you said it frustrated you. So, like, it frustrated me because the minute I heard them singing and, like, the fact they were happy, I already knew that I was going to get betrayed by Ryozu and his men. Like, I didn't know it explicitly, but in the back of my mind, I was like, mm, this doesn't mm. add up. And then when it came to, like, infiltrating the camp and Ryozu doesn't show up, I was like, yeah, I've been betrayed. He's, <laughs> He's taking their side. Yeah. And, like, when you play the game, I think you fight him two or three times, and it takes you two or three times to finally kill him. And because you don't kill him, there and then, like, he he burns innocent um, innocent people on the island uh, to get into new camps and then kill further people. Like, he really helps the Mongol, Mongol army establish their foothold. And mm. to go back to what you're saying about how, like, Kublai Khan is a people person and how like he, he tries to win you over with like sugar rather than vinegar or whatever. Um, it's not always the case because they only save people who had who were skilled. So like if you were like a doctor or like, a farmer or you could craft a like a tailor or something, then you'd be saved. You'd be treated well if you're a warrior. But if you had like no skills, you'd you'd be killed. You'd be used as yeah. human shield. They tie you up to their to their ships, etc. So all these like methods are actual methods that the Mongols used, and that that was their tactic to like infiltrate the people by by letting them become part of like the Mongols, and then that way you can't have like traitors within your ranks because you're now one of us. And that's essentially what happened to Ryuzo's men. Um, you don't really see any of their turmoil because like they don't care about Jin, but. Ryuzo was like, is definitely going through it because half of him is still like, he's kind of on Jin's side, but the other half mm-hmm. is like completely like betrayed him because he wants to look after his men, etc., etc. And going back to what you said about, oh, are you the bad guy when you play as Jin? Um, I see where you're coming from. But your honest answer is no. They're an invading force that have come and massacred your people and burned down villages and forced people to make hard decisions. Yeah. Like, Tsushima was fine before they came along. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, so to go back to the actual main point, the story, the writing, how everyone's done, um, really well done. Really, really well done. And what I absolutely love about this game is the fact that you have the main story, of course. And for me, what makes an open world game really good is when the main story can take a backseat. Then you've Mm. got a really good open world story for a good game because... The, the side stories, they're, they're not an extra or a bit on the side or something to just help you power up. They're something that really complements the main story. So you've got all the, the tales and like the tales of specific characters. So you've got Sensei Ishikawa, you've got Yuriko, you've got Lady Yadachi, um, you've got, uh, what was his name? Kenji, um, you've got Kenji. Yuna. Yeah. Um, Kenji's a little Del boy. Like he's, yeah. he's you know, he cares about his peeps. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I love that. Like all the individual characters have a personality, and each of them, or not each of them. I think Kenji's got four tails. Yuriko's got two, but the rest have got like nine tails that span all three acts. So every time there's like a big event, or you see them in the main quest, if you've been like doing everything in the story, then these characters mean a lot more to you. You're more invested. Um, you look forward to seeing their 
their next quests, you want to help Lady Adachi uh, find the people who who killed her family because it wasn't the Mongols that did it. It was mm. it was traitors within Tsushima. They just used the Mongol attack as a oh like the cover. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so what you need to do, and like it's really tragic. And this woman is is broken, and she's just fueled by hate throughout the whole game. And at, at certain times, like it's a case where Jin and Lady Dachi bond over their pain and over their sorrows, but also you get moments where they realize that you know this isn't the end, or we can still work together. We still have each other, and it's. They become each other's support system, and you see that through like each of the characters as well. For example, Yuna, all she has is her brother. And spoiler alert, we really we really said spoiler alert, but some people <laughs> might still be listening and not actually be ready for yeah. spoiler. Some people but, don't start videos at the at, at the beginning or, or podcasts at the beginning for some reason. Yeah, and, do you know what I mean? I don't understand. <laughs> um, and there's a bit where you know her brother dies, and it's really tragic to see. And Yuna's like whole life is now rocked is completely changed because she lived for him like she lived for her brother yeah. like she protected him she yeah. guided him when when he tried to like kind of be his own man and follow like Jin a little bit she was very apprehensive because she didn't think that he could look after himself and then it turns out that he can unfortunately he goes a bit too far gets himself killed but they're at war not really Jin yeah at all. It, um, yeah yeah um yeah. No, sorry, did I cut you off? Uh, I'll, no, go on, go on. What can you say? What can you say? Yeah, that was a really, really good point in the game. Um, mm. Real written, and throughout the game, you learn more of uh, Yuna and Taka. Yeah, and uh, Yuna tells this really, um, uh, this really heartwarming story—not heartwarming, heartbreaking. Sorry, um, about how um, Taka's mother abused him, mm-hmm. and he tried to run away. I think that both both of them ran away and she swore from that moment to protect him. Yeah. Um and yeah, that that made me feel really really bad when the Khan basically killed him. And um uh Yuna sort of blamed Jin and Jin sort of blamed himself and I was like I can see both sides like Jin <laughs> Jin was like the role model. Jin, Jin was like the really cool Power Ranger to like the little five year old boy who's you know glued to his TV screen. Mm. And Taka was like, hey, "I want to be like him. I want to be like him." But yeah, ultimately, Jin can't blame himself for you know a, another death, even though this is someone he knew and was quite dear to him. This was Khan's fault, not Jin's. And 100%. this was about Jin, you know overcoming his survivor's guilt oh he's got a lot of survivor's guilt yeah so (laughs) much um the one thing that i really irks me about that scene though like Mm. i think he he tries to attack the khan with his sword um then the khan knocks out of him and then cuts off his head or rips it off actually um why didn't he just like run away from the khan because the khan's a big guy he's not that fast cut Jin free and then you know, let Jin do his thing. He wanted to be the hero. <laughs> he wanted to be I the guess. guy who took down yeah. the crowd, especially with Jin being his audience. You know, he wanted to be like, I'm not a hindrance. I'm a grown man. I could be your boy. Mm. I got you. And then he didn't. He yamshed it. 
Oh, I think that's too soon. Too soon? What are you that's talking about? Soon. What are you talking about, mate? Just come out. The game's been out for a month. He yelled it. Bowled it for He died. To be fair. That is, so did you Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I think right. I think what I liked, although I have um I watched a lot of reviews but uh before the game came out, so those who were spoiler free, a lot of people noted that uh the game encouraged you to become the ghost by using you know smoke bombs and uh kunai and all of this stuff, but then you had um uh flashbacks to your uncle. Who was constantly reminding you, you are a samurai, be honorable, kill your enemies to their face. Yeah. And a lot of people didn't like that because it felt like the game was telling them to do stuff while also telling them off for doing it. So it kind of sent them a mixed message. Ooh, Whereas I... I got the feeling that you had to become the ghost because you had no chance of being the Khan if it was just sword on sword, man to man. And then the flashbacks were a personal uh beating or so of sorts like you were chastising yourself for using these tactics and you know these uh are tactics your uncle would not approve of i kind of like that because again it gave that it gave that free it gave that third dimension to the story it's not just hey i'm learning how to use bombs and stuff and everyone's cool with it your uncle is vehemently against your methods in this game. And I quite like that because it gave Jin more of a character. He wasn't just, I'm my uncle's nephew or soon to be son. I am my own man and I have to do this. I value the lives on Tsushima more than my uncle's approval. I 100% agree with that. Um, what you said, not what the people on the internet are. <laughs> the reviewers, about. yeah. Yeah, like, no, wrong. Um, because, like, you're right. Uh, all his life, he's trained up to be the samurai who, and he's got, like, a, a select, like, a rule list that he has to follow. But that's not working. And we saw that at the start of the game, like, come yeah. Um It won't work. Like, the Khan, his tactic is to, like, study an entire people, know what they're like, and use that against them. The samurai were finished from that point. Yeah. They had to become the ghost. And what really upsets me about the story... Well, no, it's not the... The story's fine. It's it's the character, the characters in it that annoy me, but they're supposed to annoy me, I guess. Because Shimura... And the Shogun are so stuck in their ways. Yeah. Um, and, like, if they just opened their eyes mm. just a little bit, they could see the truth. So all the samurai killed, beat down. This is a losing war right now. Jin comes along. One man, one man is clearing the island of Mongol. <laughs> one man by himself. Now, imagine if you trained all of your samurai to be like Jin, the Mongols will flee. They yeah. they won't they won't stay. They'll flee. There'll be no fight. They will just leave your island. And they would yeah. They'd retreat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think it's because it goes back to how like the land of Tsushima was. It was, 
it was desolate. It was full of like criminals. It was a bad place. And then the samurai came in with their code of honor and they, they cleaned up the land and made it a better place. And I think they're, they're so, so stuck to that. So stuck in their mm. ways. And I think it's really good. The game had that because like you said, Jim doing what he needed to do, it really did give him personality. Like they could have made this your typical samurai film where he's samurai film, samurai game. Cause they tried to make it like a samurai film, but they could have made yeah. like a typical samurai film into a game that is just mm. that you're a samurai and nothing else. But that wouldn't be fun. Because I'm not going to lie, if you look at the combat skills and you look at all your stances and the, like, I'm not going to lie, as fun as the stances are, if it was just those stances, I wouldn't enjoy the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If it was just the, and if you go to the samurai path, if it was just that, I wouldn't enjoy the game. Samurai path's really important. It's versatile, don't get me wrong. Um, I think it's the most versatile path because you could have, you you could get rid of the other two and have enough to still play the game and win. Mm. Um, but when you get to the ghost path, that's when you can, you yourself as the player, not Jin, the player can get imaginative. You can get creative, mm. and have fun, and then as Jin, you can have that personality because it, it really goes well into the whole like he's the ghost. We're so scared because what's going to happen? There's going to be a firecracker. Then get hit by a bomb. We die. What's going to happen? Wind chime. I pick it up. Oh no, I'm poisoned. Smoke bomb. Three men have died. Another smoke bomb. Another three have died. Oh no, our leader has died. I'm terrified. Like there are so many different ways to play this game once you've got the ghost skills. And it really sets you apart from just being a generic samurai. Yeah, I think he put that so well. Um, Essentially, the combat aids and boosts the story. And mm-hmm. I think we're seeing it a lot more in games, um, especially in games like uh, God of War and Spider-Man, where the way you can play and fight people is completely down to you. You don't have to use your main weapon. You can mix it up, use the environment. And the way that you can either go in honorable and initiate standoffs or you can sneak around you know utilizing the weapons that you have as the ghost really determines and you could handle one set of enemies in like at least three different ways more i'd say really like you got yeah, yeah. tools at your disposal um what you said about how like you can come in honorably as the samurai um or that's actually stone stance i don't know why i'm doing that um, <laughs> it's interesting <laughs> isn't it <laughs> Um, cause you can do that. And like, when you get further on in the game, you get two armor sets. So one is the Sakai, Sakai clan armor and the other mm. is the ghost armor. And I love the fact that both of them like up your, your, your streaks in two very different ways. And I think it's a really nice, uh, parallel between like what you are. So if you were, you're in the Sakai armor, like you're, you're the samurai, you're a Lord now. And I think what that does is you you can do two you have two more standoffs. So when you do a standoff, you can kill five people altogether. Okay. Right. But if you play as the ghost, then you only need five kills instead of seven to go into ghost mode. So it's oh, like sick. Yeah, 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 one helps you be a better ghost, dishonorable ghost. One helps mm. you be a better samurai, honorable samurai. And I think that's a really nice parallel. Um also shout out to Taka for making the ghost armor. Rest in peace, Taka. 
R.I.P. Taka. You're a real one. He's a bit better than Yamcha. He's useful. Um, the way he died was quite Yamcha, but he was he was quite useful in life, unlike Yamcha. So there's that. Yeah. Um, that's a great point. Um, I think Sucker Punch are very good at balancing two different styles of play and not making one feel cheap or the secondary way of playing. So obviously Infamous comes straight to mind with their iconic first game. And you could either, you know, use good attacks or evil attacks. And they the, the attacks would have little accents on them to uh accentuate the karma that you have. And that is exactly what we're seeing here. I think how do you feel about the standoffs? Because for me personally, I love them, but yeah. As the game got on, I got I, I became worse and worse at like noticing when to let go of triangle. So mm. was that the same for you? Hundred percent. Because at first year, like I guess I wasn't good, but that's because you're you're getting into the game, and then when you get your like your let's go, they feel yeah. so satisfying. Yeah. So when like the bamboo hits the bamboo, you hear that sound. Um, it's proper quiet. You hear like someone's sword like come out of the sheath a little bit, so you can like pull it out really quickly. Um, like it, it just really feels like you are in a, in a samurai film, and once you like get the standoff, it's like it's like oh, now it feels like I'm in an anime. Yeah, um. <laughs> mate, that was my favorite thing to do. Every time I got the standoff off right, mm. I felt like a king, bro. I know what you mean. And like it was the perfect shot of adrenaline. Like I never got tired of it. I got tired of missing it, <laughs> but I never oh, yeah. got tired of successfully pulling off a standoff. Yeah, it's always so rewarding. And the yeah. best part is if you do it, you basically get all your resolve back. So yeah. like you're good to go what happens next. Or you can just use all your resolve and just finish off like that last man with your finisher. And it's like, well, I mean, I call this resolve. Yeah, why, well. not? why not use it? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Um, but to go back to your point, like, I think they, as the game goes on, like, they make it harder and they really make the, the window to release triangle a lot, like, narrower. Yes, I noticed that as well. <laughs> but I watched online and it's so annoying. I think because, like, I was so, like, engrossed in the game, it literally took over my life for a week. Um, <laughs> like... If there was any new strat that came out or someone like figured something out, like I didn't know it, I was just doing my own thing. So I really like I didn't realize, but I watched somewhere that when you're doing a standoff, you should watch their feet. If their yeah. feet don't move, they're psyching you out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their feet move, let go and just cut them up. And it worked. I think I went back and tried it and I was like, Well, I mean, I've got the platinum, so I guess this is useful to have, but I can't really I'm done with this game. It was a bit too little yeah. to leave, but <laughs> nice to know. Yeah. Um, luckily for me, that's something I figured out by watching the reviews, the spoiler-free reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, so he would say how the learning curve was uh, quite steep mm-hmm. uh, because he played in hard mode. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and once you had the standoff, he would get caught out quite a few times. And then he realized, watch their feet. Because I'm sure this is from a boxing session I had a few years ago. But... I think it's karate actually, because boxing's the hip. Okay. Karate is the feet. So if you watch their feet, that's how you can like read a fighter's next move. And it does it does ring true. Like if you watch their feet, you can tell when to remove uh, let go of triangle. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, no, I get that. Yeah, and it, it does make sense because like a lot of your power comes like from the feet. Yeah. Yeah. Even when you yeah. bench press, like you get power from the feet if you've like situated yeah. yourself properly. So yeah, it makes sense. Absolutely. But, um, stand off, stand off, stand off. Yeah, stand offs were great and I wish I was better at them. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess they they're you know, it's all about your style of play, isn't it? Like playing any game, really. I don't think there's a right or wrong way. As long as, you know, you are successfully moving on to the next part of the game, you're not playing in a wrong manner. Mm, did you true. did you completely buy in into the ghost style of playing or did you like have a balance of honor and dishonor? How did you play? Andy, I had zero honor during my play. <laughs> It did not exist. Not at Why all. Why was I surprised? <laughs> when I went to those hot springs, I was looking for cheeks to clap. There was no honor. None. <laughs> so I think like I discovered that. So I think when I like, so I didn't at first see when I was playing it. So this might just be me being stupid, but if you don't know, when like you level up and you can pick a ghost weapon, you can actually cycle through them. Didn't know that when I played until the very end. Um, so you actually pick what you want. But like, I thought that some of them were just kind of like not the best. So the the sticky bombs looked a little bit fun, but I was like, mm, they're probably not that great. The um the smoke bombs, I was like, mm, they're probably not that great. The wind chime, eh, probably not that great. I start playing, and I'm like, yo, these are my favorite because like yeah. the, the sticky bomb, it's just like you can chuck it into one corner and then forget about them for a little bit. It's fine, and then you don't take like explosive damage when like you level up that skill tree a little bit. Yeah. The wind chimes banging because. There are certain levels where, like, you have to to save people in the town, and they'll like groups huddled together, and maybe you want to chain assassinate four of them, uh, but you can only chain assassinate three. You can like lure someone away, kill them secretly, and then finish off the rest with the wind chime. Firecracker, absolutely amazing. Throw it in. These Mongols are so stupid, but to be fair, it is the AI. Like, they're not that smart. So you throw a firecracker in. Everyone in the camp rushes to that firecracker and they look at this empty spot instead of trying to figure out where it came from. You just throw a couple bombs, they will die. You clear the camp. <laughs> I don't know. When I started doing that, I was like, Oh, I mean, do I really need to like get my clothes dirty? No, I'm gonna like <laughs> stay in the shadows, kill all these guys, loot their shit, and then fuck off. And then there was one point where like I think there were these two bears in the camp. And I was like, oh, let's go. I just waited for the bears to kill everyone, which picked off the rest, and then I left. I did not play with any honor once. Unless <laughs> I was forced to. Um, but I didn't mind that because like all the duels in this game were absolutely amazing. So the yeah. first duel I had was a mythical tale, and we're fighting on top of like some kind of mountain, and there's lightning all around us. And then I think like as I fight this guy, like I learn his move. And I used that move to finish him off. And I was like, this was beautifully done. Uh, you know what? I completely forgot the original point. Yes, did I play with honor or without honor? There was no honor. <laughs> what about you? Um, I tried to mix it up whenever possible. Uh, mm. And that's not, you know, because I'm that's the lazy option or I don't want to be uh, on either side too much. It's because I enjoyed being a samurai so much. But I wasn't good enough to just play as a samurai. So I needed to use the bombs. I needed oh, yeah. to hide. <laughs> I needed to chain assassinate. And that's the honest mm. to God truth. 
they outnumbered me. And you made a good point about the AI being stupid, but I want to think that's intentional because it's the 13th century. And not a lot of these people are aware of bombs and stuff. Like the Mongols only discovered poison mid-game. That's true. So I think the AI being worse was a intentional was intentional and um it was a welcome change for me after playing the last of us 2 where you're playing with uh, against ai who are as smart as you know you are as the player yeah they um, will come for you yeah they will come for you they they you know notice trails obviously the dog can track your scent uh if someone was killed and not like hidden they would you know shout out to other people to alert them whether it I wish be, was a the, drag mechanic uh there is but it could have been better you can drag um, dead bodies. You, no, 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 not not dead bodies. Sorry. Um, so like you could drag them while you had them in the chokehold. Oh yeah, with the gun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like that was your window to like drag them away, but you couldn't like drag a dead body like you can in Hitman, for example. Fair. But in comparison, these Mongols were thick as shit, man. Like they would keep they would be fooled by the wind chimes every single time. Like, you could kill someone five meters away from someone and the guy would not hear a thing, like he's got headphones in or something. And I couldn't understand it, but I wasn't going to complain. <laughs> I'm not going to question the logic. No, um, no. But yeah, I, I had to switch it up. So there would be some times where I do, I'm feeling good about myself today. I'm going to do a standoff. Um, there'd be other times where it's like, I'm going to pick off the archers first because, you know, I'm just feeling a bit lazy. Mm. And I think having the freedom to go either way and not having a karma system to like, oh, you did this bad. You know, I think that was more fun for me. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm really happy they did away with the karma system because I genuinely think it would have been the biggest mistake for Ghost because yeah. I don't think the Ghost path is fun enough by itself to do it by itself because... Mm. You, if you only use the ghost path, then when it comes to actual combat, you can't do anything. Like, yeah, you, you exactly. Don't have any skills. Um, and when it comes to like being a samurai, like it's it's all good. It's all fun in games, but like it will eventually get boring because, like, you'd only have the sword and the tanto. I think it's called the tanto, and that's all you'd have. Mm -hmm. And there, there wasn't enough. Like I think it's all limited. of it comes together really well. Yeah, yeah. It's limited. It's a really great marriage between like your primary and secondary weapons, and then like your um, tactical weapons. Yeah, you get so many weapons in this game. Yeah, <laughs> so many. I absolutely love it. And I, I'm, I'm gonna try and plat the game so I can like get all of this game. Um, it's such a great game. I can't wait to play more of it. I'm not gonna lie, like I know how you finish the game and you're gonna go back and collect stuff, but I really think that if you are going to plat it, I genuinely recommend just starting again. And I say yeah. this because like I saw your, your stream and mm. when you were playing, like you you didn't have the the mythical tales, which yeah. meant like you couldn't like throw out all the specials. Mm. Uh and the specials are so good because especially in duels. Like it's it's like a nice reward because you're fighting, you're getting resolve. And I think in your duels or your fights, your resolve was only there to heal you. You could never use yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think you would you'd really like using the skills. Mm. Um so you know like how like let's say in anime, like you see them like whip out their sword and then like put it back in and then yeah. like, a building's just turn to sawdust. <laughs> like 
you've got moves just like that in the game. Um, and then I don't think you even got the longbow. The longbow is... I don't think so, yeah. It's, it is <laughs> one of my favourite weapons in the game because it's got so much stopping power. Like, you know the brutes in the big armour? Yeah. You can hit one of them in the chest and they will die. Not even the head, the chest, and they will die. Um, and they will knock <laughs> their back. It is an amazing weapon. And it's really good when you go to a camp and like, you know they've got like archers everywhere on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, like, chill outside the camp, pick them off. No one's going to know. They're up top. No one cares. <laughs> then go in and do your thing. And I feel like if you... Because I think to fully enjoy this game, if you're in an area, like just clear out the whole area, do everything, get everything. Um, and then use those skills like moving forward because it's so much to play with. Mm. Like I think if you were to get all these skills in the end game, there wouldn't be enough for you to play with. There wouldn't be enough missions. I hear you. Yeah. Or like camps to destroy, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and yeah, like it's just a lot of fun to have all these like bags of tricks under your belt. And when you got yeah. the um the blow dart, yeah. I was like, yo, I need that. Because I think I was like <laughs> a little bit behind you and I was watching yeah, the show. Yeah. I need this. It's such a cool weapon. And I was it's so happy so that you could get more stuff in the last act. Like sometimes you'll you'll play a game, you get all your powers, and then that's all you've got for the rest of the game. But like you kept on getting more, even mm. in Act Three. In Act Three, you get Mongol armor, which is absolutely broken because you can walk up to a Mongol, you'll be in their face, they won't know your jinn. They'll just think you're a <laughs> like. Oh my god, this is so dumb. <laughs> No, but you're, you're in full Mongol armor, though. Like, you don't know all the Mongols. I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it's really nice to do. And you get, like, the flaming sword, which you got in the end. Yeah. Um, and you just get a lot... So many... So many good weapons in that game. <laughs> um, I guess now is a good point to ask. Mm. The big decision at the end of the game. Did you spare... Lord Shimula, or did you kill him? Did, did you kill him? Sorry, I don't know what happened with my words. You were, and you why? Were you were a savage for this. So I, I saved him. <laughs> I had to save him because, like, Jin lost his dad from a young age. I, I need to segue. I need to segue. So there's a point in the game, right, when um, I think you do a quest with Yuriko, who was your maid when you were growing up, and she was saying how, like, you're very much like your father. And there was one bit where I think Jin went missing or something, or something happened, or Jin's dad was with his men. But basically, a bandits attacked. Jin's dad and his men, like, pushed them away. But Jin followed, not Jin, um, Jin's dad uh, followed, and he absolutely brutalized these bandits that came along. Just killed them, massacred them. And he came back the next morning covered in red, and his own men were scared of him. He went back to finish the job. So Jin's dad was an absolute beast. Mm. And then when you see how he died, he dies to like a lone bandit. I'm thinking something does not add up here. But I digress. Um, I digress too much. What kind of segue is this? <laughs> no, okay. Here we go. I'm back. I'm back. Um, so Jin lost his dad to a bandit. That's why yeah. I was pissed because Jin's dad was a was actually a beast, but he died oh, yeah. to a bandit at a young age, and then Shimura um like raised him as his own son. And genuinely, like Jin has two fathers, 
his original yeah. dad and Shimura. Like Shimura taught him everything. And he owes like so much to him. And you can tell that Jin absolutely loves his uncle. Like in the yeah. first act, everyone's like, I want to do this. I need to do this. I want to do this. When you're helping all of the um people that you need to to attack the castle in act one. And Jin is always like, I will help you, but first we save Lord Shimura. I will help mm. you, but first we save Lord Shimura. That was his thing. Like he wanted his uncle back at any and all costs. And he became the ghost. He became the ghost not just for his people, but to save his uncle who he loved. And as the game goes on, like Jin becomes his own person. He sees that his uncle's ways are wrong. Um, yeah. And he wants to do his own thing. But it doesn't take away the love he has for his uncle. His uncle doesn't understand. His uncle set in his ways. The things his uncle says and does to Jin, like it's it's upsetting to see sometimes. There was one point where mm. he wanted Yuna to be a scapegoat so Jin could be fine. The man that Jin is, and I'm so proud of Jin, like he's not going to do that to his friend. He's not going to sell out his friend so he can stay comfortable. Yeah. Uh, he was true to who he was. And it's a shame that him and Shimura had that divide, but mm. as crappy as Shimura's offer was, he did that because he loves Jin as well. He doesn't know Yuna, and as harsh as this is, like you have more love for someone well, that that you love. Yeah, um, he didn't know Yuna. It was, it was all about Jin. Uh, mm. So that relationship was, and he even wanted to adopt Jin, and Jin wanted. Shimura to be his dad and I was like yo I can't and when I got to the end I was like I can't I can't kill him and then the icing on the cake was when I did pick to to save him I think Shimura is like um he says like can you kill me and kill me with honor like a samurai uh, or something like that and then Jin's like I have no honor I've I've wasted all of that it's gone why I won't kill my only family. And I was like, this man is, he's got so much integrity and I love it. And every time Jin has spoken or said something, it's been with so much, so much confidence, so much surety, even in the face of all this chaos, he's always had his head on straight. And I really admire that about him. And even though his yeah. uncle has been really shit to him all game, like he doesn't want to carry that with him. The fact that he killed his, his only family because that's really all he has left like yeah there's lady yadachi but i mean she was in his life but she wasn't like in his home she didn't like raise him that wasn't the family unit it was him and shimura and he wasn't take that away at the same time he's gonna be hunted down forever now yeah Better the devil you know in my opinion because let's say they have like a new meeting in like 50 years time or something whatever um and maybe Jin's injured. Like, if there was a new, um, I think it's called a, a Ditto? Not a Ditto. Ditto. But the guy, is it a Ditto? Ditto. With a Ditto. J. Yeah, Ditto. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be better for that to be Shimura than some random guy who doesn't know Jin at all and just, like, kills him straight away. Shimura would hesitate a little bit, I think, and Jin could escape. I just felt that, I don't want to kill my uncle. I'm not going <laughs> to do it. I couldn't do it. And I was happy with what happened when I saw the ending. And I saw the the other side on YouTube afterwards because I want to see the other side. Yeah. And I was like, I'm good with my choice. What about you? 
Oh, fair enough. Um, that is really, uh, I think that's quite sound. Um, well, if you saw the streams, <laughs> you know what I decided. Notification as well. If you didn't, I chose to kill Lord Shimura. Man, that guy was a punk, man. Um, but yeah, I I like the decision at the end. Basically, was like an encapsulation of your entire game, your entire playstyle. Mm. Either kill me with honor, like a samurai, or let me go and leave with no honor, like the ghost you are. And for me, I never really bought into either path, like 100%. I feel the correct way to operate was, you know, with a bit of both. And I feel that Jin understood that as well, because um, early on in the game, you see people at, uh, I can't remember which village, um, Kaneda, maybe? No, that's the castle. Um, but there's people at a, at a village that Jin says, and um, Jin and Yuna have this conversation that your uncle's sending people to their death. And Jin's mm -hmm. like, I know, and I'm saving them by doing this. And he even confronts his uncle about this. Um, his uncle never was on side. His, his uncle had uh, his nostalgia glasses on. He was like, this is not the way, this is not the way. Um, he 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 never says it, but he would rather lose the war and have everyone die than yep. take up the ghost way and kill the Mongols. Because no sense. he is so tied and bound to his honor and order, it's becoming self-detrimental. It's becoming damaging to him and the entire island. It's sad because he even slaps Jin across the face, and I'm like, "Rah, you can't be doing that, man. I'm a grown ass man. I ain't yep. seven. What's this? Um, not that slapping seven year olds are. It's fine. It's not. Uh, Unless but... it's Cartman. <laughs> Cartman deserves yeah, a slap. Cartman's a spawn of the devil himself. But it it's just, I like how the game has slowly built up, and you know, if you've watched movies, if you if you've watched a lot of shows where there's internal conflict you know it's coming to a head otherwise there's no point in writing it or, or, or showcase, showcasing it mm -hmm. so throughout this game i'm always like when's it going to happen when is it going to be my turn to make the choice because so far it's been lord shimala choosing to not kill me or you know to, to uh to have disdain for me but to have me on the side or something but i was always wondering what is going to be that moment where i get to choose and I'm happy that it happened in an honorable way and not the other way that I was thinking about because I had some thoughts and I had some theories that Lord Shimura was going to betray me and side with Koten Khan mid-game or at Ooh. that last, at that last, uh, the war at the end. And was it because of Act One when they spend so much time together? Yeah, I think the it, it's a combination of all the flashbacks. Um, Every time they met, there would be like just weird macho um, energy, you know, like the the masculinity was just clashing with each other. They just could never agree, even though they loved each other that much was evident to me as a viewer and a gamer. Um, their relationship was not sustainable, and it would have one of them would have to go, whether in a body bag or on their own two feet. Mm -hmm. And I am happy that it was with honor as opposed to a betrayal. Um, 
even though that would made that would have made a banging second game. Like, you know, close friends, close family make mm. brilliant enemies. Um, I'm happy it Tekken. happened this way. Hmm? I said, look at Tekken. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm I'm glad it happened this way, where Lord Shimura was like confessing his attack. He he was professing that I'm going to kill you, and I don't want to have to do this, but I need to do this for honor to be put back on my head because again, he's honor bound yeah. to this honorable lifestyle, to this life of order, and it's like he can't help it. He's he his wants and needs come second to order, and it's a sad tale. It's 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 time and generational um like a gap and he's being left in the past and Jin's going on with the future and I had to kill him because he slapped me one <laughs> two he didn't like me anymore <laughs> he disapproved of my ways he disapproved of my babes he didn't like Yuna and three he asked to be killed. I am being honorable in granting his last wish by killing him. And back in the 13th century, that was actually honorable. Mm. If you didn't kill someone after you defeated them in battle, it was an insult. You're not worth a, you're not worthy of a of a of killing. You're not worth killing. That's an insult back in those times. That's so such backwards mentality. It's, though. it's backwards. I mean, this is hundreds of years ago. Yeah. So <laughs> you know the mentality is warped, but yeah, like killing Lord Shimura in my eyes was honorable. And it was really like I did the same thing as you. I went on YouTube to watch what happens when you do it the other way. And yeah. I'm happy with my decision. I feel I did the right thing. Right. But the the thing that I really liked is no matter whether you chose to kill Lord Shimura or spare him, Jin cried. Jin was dissatisfied Jin was heartbroken and upset because he has to walk away from his uncle because if he spares his uncle he can't face him again yeah. there's no good morning how you doing the next morning they're not family anymore so far. so he so he cried because he had to leave his uncle and if you kill him well you know as he plunges that katana in you know Lord Shimula he's crying he's mourning because he knows what he's done is so heinous because he's not of the mentality of order, you know, kill my uncle because he's betrayed us. He is of, I want my people to live. I want a, a functioning family. I want society to be safe. And he's killing his own family. It's a terrible decision he has to do, but he has to live with it. And I love that. Like, it adds onto that third dimension of storytelling that I was talking about earlier. And it just made for a spicier game. Oh, 100%. Because... I really like both endings. Like I like my ending, but with with the ending that you picked, it's weird because he's killed his uncle. His uncle's now gone for good. But because of this, his uncle can finally let go of all this he's been holding on to. He can let go Absolutely. of all the honor, all that bullshit. And they have that moment where he's like, Meet me in the next life, Jin. And, oh, mate. and I was like, That's lovely. But for him to have that, you have to kill him. And mm. you can hear the pain in his voice when, like, he screams and he's like, "Yes, now. yes." That you know, acting, much less voice acting, is such a hard craft mm -hmm. because you have to pull your mind out of your own, you know, government body, and you you are this, you know, uh, artificial lifestyle, and you have to cry 
as if you are this person and you have to laugh and love like this person and the scream that um i mean we'll get to this later i uh the scream that kazuya nakai does is mm. so guttural oh goodness it's so foul that you actually feel like he has murdered his brother or something like yep. it is so sad like it's not easy to do a scream on command. <laughs> mm-hmm. And no doubt the director was like, all right, that was good. Come and get another one, please. No, nah, come on, you got to say a cut. That's a wrap after that. That was good. That was perfect. Could have been that better. <laughs> yeah, but when they do these things, they don't just do one take because they have to get multiple angles. They have to get multiple versions to find the best one. Um, yeah. So, like, we're talking about this game again, but in God of War where... Um, Flipping egg, what's the scene? You know when Christopher Judge does the scene um, and he's talking to his son and he, and he's like reflecting on how bad he was as a father. I think it's in the boat when he's like, um, no, well, it's either that one or it's the um, or it's the one towards the end of the game where he's like, listen, son, I'm about to tell you something. I killed my father and he was a shit dad. And <laughs> because of that, I was a shit dad to you. And for that, I'm sorry, but I want you to be better than me. And as sad as that was, he had to do that three, four, five, six, seven times. And there were times where he's like, Corey, I can't do this. I need a break. Because he had to put himself in that mindset and he had to use his real life to fuel this sadness. And I was about to touch on that because he didn't get to see a lot of his family when I think he yeah. was Stargate. So he missed yeah. out a lot. And um, I think he did an interview and he shut down the game because it was very personal to him. And he was like, I, I don't want to continue like this line of questioning. And I think he just cut off the interview and you're not know, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, seeing like really talented voice actors, it's it's great to see. Now I'm curious to see what the English version sounds like. Because, I need to listen to that. Yeah, I'm going to find yeah, out on YouTube. Go back, have to look. <laughs> but yeah, that, that scream is haunting man like and we know Kazuya Nakai from you know his role in One Piece he's Roro yeah, Zoro and this I would say is a better portrayal from Nakai than Zoro like I felt he was a more fleshed human being here and maybe that's the writing maybe it's, it's a game instead of an anime but that moment was just I got goosebumps I got chills um that was the closest that I was like to tearing up in that game because I felt all of his pain. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, that was another reason why I was really happy with my choice because I didn't want to put Jin through that. I was so mm. happy I didn't put him through that. Um, and also, uh, the voice actor for Jin, what you said about One Piece, <sighs> this might be a bit decisive, but I think he's wasted on One Piece. Ooh. Genuinely. His portrayal of Jin was absolutely amazing. He knocked it right out of the park. Um, every time Jin spoke, I was like, I was allowed. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. His performance was so good. He just commanded respect. 100%. The entire game. Everything said and did. And like, I love the little dialogue choices. So like, a lot of time in games, if you have a dialogue choice, it will, it kind of vaguely does what you said. Um, and it's like, oh, okay, that happened. Or it'll, it'll say what you said word for word. And then, like, it'll lead to something else. But in this game, like, you pick something. And 
it goes more along the route of like vaguely doing what you've you've said, but it, it goes into into more detail about it. So like sometimes you'll get two options. I think one's like he deserved it, or you know, don't feel too bad about yourself. And Jin will like proper explain his point and like mm. really hammer it home. And he's very articulate in the things that he says. So you can tell that he is a lord. Like he's been he's been raised well, yeah. knows how to like present himself to deal with people. Like even though he's a lord, he's very he's very much a people person. Um yeah. knows what to do when he's with the the peasants. He knows like how to whip everyone into shape. Mm. Um he knows how to like like strip the cowardice out of people and get them to do what needs to be done as he's done many times in the game. And it's portrayed really well by the voice actor. Like I believed all of it. I was like, yeah, let's go. What are we doing next, Jin? Let's go. <laughs> I, was, I can see why Taka really looked up to him. Yeah. 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 He was really cool. It is just like, you know, watching a really cool anime character while growing up and being like, I want to be that when I grow up or a really good like MMA fight or something like that. What should we move on to next? We we might as well go into the audio then because like we've already answered the question indirectly. Um, Which voice track did you go for? English or Japanese and why? Japanese. Japanese. You got to pick the Japanese. You got to. (laughs) You're in Japan. To get the authentic (laughs) experience, you have to play with Japanese subs, like maybe not everyone can do this because, like me and you, we we watched a lot of anime growing up, so like we're just used to watching yeah. subs, I guess. I don't wanna, like speak on anyone else, but for me, it seemed like the natural thing to do because every time I've watched something that's been like, you know, meant to be done in Japanese or like, and then it got dubbed, like I've always gone back and thought the Japanese is so much better, um, and I didn't want to cheat myself out of like a really good voice track i'm sure the english is good as well but this is what i wanted my only qualm the only thing that really really aggravated me playing the japanese track is you know when you're walking about and like you pass the peasants or they might say something to you there's no like subtitle for that so like oh, okay. the speaking in in the world itself or people saying things like you don't hear that you miss out on what they're saying and i know it's a small gripe it is nitpicking but I'd really like to know what they're saying because there there's more world building there. There's more game building there. Cause when you go into the camps, for example, so there's Lord Shimura's camp before you attack the castle, the second castle, and you meet some of the samurai from it's the Oda clan. So the Shogun sends some of his like samurai over. And when you pass them, they'll say certain things and you barely get to interact with the, the Oda clan samurai. And it'd be nice to hear what they're saying. When you're sneaking back in, you do hear it, but it'd be nice to hear what they're saying when you're not the enemy, when right. you're just like one of them as well. It'd be nice to hear what the, the peasants are talking about in their everyday life. Maybe it is just generic silly stuff that gets repeated <laughs> over and over and over and doesn't matter, but... You'd still like to know. Yeah, do you know? Yeah. Like, get me involved. Um, but yeah, Japanese track was beautiful. What about you? Um, yeah, again, if you watch the streams, you already know which track I picked. Um, but if you didn't, I picked the Japanese voice track. Uh, yeah, same reasons as Isaac. We, we, I mean, we're, we're quite similar. Um, so we grew up watching anime. Um, I didn't make the jump to subs until I was like 14. And One Piece was my first anime that I watched subbed. Um, and ever since then, like there have been a few exceptions, but I will always go sub with anime. And 
I think I wanted the most authentic experience possible. And for that, it had to be Japanese for me. Um, and when I realized that Jin was going to be voiced by Kazuya Nakai, who I know is a trustworthy character uh, delivering one of the greatest samurai in anime history, um, that was it. That was me. I was like, no disrespect to the English, but I'm just going to play in Japanese and that's it. That's me. You can't change my mind. Um, I'm not going to knock anyone who picked the English voice track because I know that they... So oftentimes when it comes to Japanese games... The Japanese cast are the original uh, cast, and the lip syncing is done to the Japanese uh, voices, the Japanese words. But this time it was the other way around. So the English cast was the original, and the lip syncing was better suited to the English uh, dialogue. But, oh. but for me, I needed that Japanese uh, voice track. Um, yeah, so I can't knock anyone who went with the English voice track because maybe they're not into anime like that and maybe some people are only comfortable with dialogue that they can understand in terms of English um, because if you haven't watched anime, some emotions, the way words are said might not click or you might not understand why this line is important 10 minutes later. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, yeah, I, I can completely understand why people went with English, but yeah, Japanese for us all the way. 100%. I'm really glad you said that because I didn't realize that it was recorded in English and the Japanese was added later. Mm. And this has made the game a lot better for me now because I was playing it and sometimes I'd notice like the the lips wouldn't sync up with what they're saying mm. sometimes. And I'd be like, what is going on here, Sucker Punch? Yeah. But <laughs> okay, that makes sense if Japanese was added afterwards so the japanese was the dub essentially yeah so interesting yeah it's a bit weird isn't it (laughs) like if you think about it like anime games um dragon ball fighters is a good was a big one um of course the japanese cast were the original team so the lip syncing was done to the japanese dialogue so when you play as with with the english dialogue some of the lip flaps won't uh sync Mm -hmm. um and for some people that's a big deal that's a game breaker for me it's not um and likewise, I saw reviews um, and they were complaining about the lip syncing uh, because they played in Japanese and it, the, the dialogue was synced to the English or the lip flaps were synced to the English dialogue. But for me, that wasn't a big deal. Um, and it's not because I didn't notice, because I did notice. It just wasn't that big of a deal for me to uh, complain about because I have been on the other side. I have... Like when it comes to Dragon Ball games, I will play in English exclusively, and I don't care. I need my Chris Sabat Vegeta, Piccolo, and I need my Sean Shemel Goku. Um, and I will forgive all the lip syncing because I know how the dubbing for anime works. So for gaming, I can only imagine it's even more you know, tighter when it comes to time. Um, so they don't have the time to redo the lip flaps. And for me, it's just not a big deal. Um, I could understand the emotion through the uh, voice acting and the subtitles were on point for me. So I was happy. Mm-hmm. I think one thing I like about the subs is, oh no, I'm going to tangent now, but you know how sometimes you'll play the game and you might get off your horse or something happens and you think you've missed some dialogue. If you get back on, they just continue where they left off, which I, I really like a little bit of that, that God of War coming into it. So that's really mm-hmm. good to miss out on on what they're saying because 
they tell a lot of the story through their interactions and not cutscenes. So let's say you're going like on a horse with someone, a lot of that is done on your journey. You have like a deep and meaningful conversation and it's really good to see. Uh, and to be fair, like a lot of the time you see in the back of their heads. So yeah, you're not, even you're not even <laughs> I think, I think, um, yeah, I definitely noticed that with God of War. I think that was the first game I noticed that the dialogue will legit stop if you're about to fight mm-hmm. and it will continue where it left off. It's not like you're going to miss the rest of that story. And, you know, we got a lot of stories where people just wouldn't get off the boat because they wanted to hear the rest of the story because it was that fascinating. Um, I also noticed Days Gone, another PlayStation exclusive, did that. So um, a lot of people communicated via via walkie-talkie. Or uh, I think that's what they're called. Yeah. And um, when Deacon would get off the motorbike to either fight the Rippers or something, the dialogue would stop. And when he got on the motorcycle... Uh, again, he would go, uh, yes, I, I didn't catch what you said there. And then the dialogue will resume. And I think that is something that really should be a mainstay in games. And it's such a nice little detail, but it does so much. Because like, when you're making a game, you are essentially building a world and communicating to the player what that world is through little things is very important and such a good trait. I 100% agree. And like you wouldn't, you put all this work into this game. Why would you want people to miss important bits? Like you should have it so people get to experience everything you've done. Nothing yeah. should be missed out. Otherwise, it's unfair to 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 both the devs and the players. Yeah, yeah, and it puts us in a uh, an uncomfortable position of I don't want to get off the horse because I miss the rest of the story. But then because I'm on the horse, I'm you know vulnerable to an attack. So mm. yeah, it's not great. On the topic of audio, oh, sorry, Ron. No, no, go on, go on, it's fine. On the topic of audio, the soundtrack. Were you a fan of the soundtrack? I think I loved the soundtrack because I I didn't notice it. And that's not a bad thing for me, because it just means that everything just flowed very swimmingly. Yeah. Um because recently, you've been playing Dark Souls as well. I've touched on Dark Souls as well. And sometimes when you're in combat in Dark Souls, or maybe all the time, the music doesn't change. Or there's just yeah. no music. It's just ambiance. And it feels like something's missing in that regard. Um, but I never felt that playing... Se- Oops, I want to say Sekiro. So yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I've got to ask you that question at the end. Remind me if I don't. <laughs> cool, okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, I never felt that way playing Ghost of Tsushima. I was just able to like just fluidly go from one place to another to another to another and everything just just seemed to work so when you're galloping along like the horse sounds like i'm actually on a on a real horse um the galloping it works hearing the birds come along and tweet and like oh here we go let's go find this haiku let's go find this shrine let's go find xyz um and then Sorry to cut you off, but how many times would you like be on your way to something and you see a golden bird and be like, hey, bird. Let's go. <laughs> I don't think I've ever once in this game like gone from point A to point B. <laughs> it's always been C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, and E, and then I'll eventually land up at B. Like, it, it never <laughs> happens. What about you? Um, 
Yeah, legit. Every time I saw a bird, I was like, I'm gonna check out this bird. <laughs> yeah, even though I was streaming, I was like, sorry, stream, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna check out this 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 hidden thing. Because it was always worthwhile. It was either bamboo shots, which tested your reflexes, um, mm. or it was a fox den, or it was a uh a, a rumored location. So it was always worthwhile chasing the golden bird. Yeah, all the time. And like a lot of the time, I think towards the end of the game, they all the rumored locations or like the little question marks, like it always end up being some kind of like um, camp, which was really annoying. Because like, no, I want to just find like an a fox or something. Don't make me fight more Mongols. But at the same time, like towards the end of the game, it was really nice because I realized that doing a camp clears like so much map. Um, so that was really nice for me because all I did was wear the explorer's armor. Because that meant that, oh, yeah, yeah, you, got, like, yeah, your controller would vibrate, wouldn't it, when you got near yeah. hidden stuff? And as a collector, I needed that. I would yeah. not take that off. It got to a <laughs> point where, like, I had to get good at fighting because I wouldn't take it off. <laughs> One of the defenses, I, I was squishy, so I had to be good. Um, yeah, and I just wanted to like find everything. And when I got towards the third act, I realized that if I just clear camps, I don't need to wear this armor set as much because. Like, I'll be able to clear more of the map this way. Um, but yeah, like, if there was a bird, there's any, like, question marks on my map, if my controller vibrated around the Explorer's armor, I had to go. I had to put everything on hold and find it. I'd even do that during some quests. Like, if I saw something, I'd be like, Oh, my God. I'll be right back. And I'd pick it up. Even when it says stuff like, you are leaving the main tail, or doing this will exit you from your tail. Yeah. That was a bit upsetting, but at the same time, it's like you've given me thirty seconds. Yeah. (laughs) But sometimes it was really stupid because if you were to like, you had to sneak into somewhere, and let's say like there were guards everywhere, it wouldn't make sense to go through those guards, or you could just go around those guards, but be like you're leaving the tail area, and I'm thinking, but I'm I'm going to where the guards are, and I'm sneaking around as someone who is a I'm a ninja. Like, Jin Sakai <laughs> is a ninja. Um, as a ninja, wouldn't it make more sense to just take a path where, like, no one can see me at all? Yes, I'm leaving the tail area, but I will get to the objective without being seen. Those mm. bits would be a little bit, but, again, it's I agree really that. not a big deal. Like, not yeah. at all. Not game-breaking. Yeah, and you have 30 seconds to do it, so it's like... Be quick, in it? <laughs> yeah, just be quick. Um... <laughs> So that was fine, but I think to get back to uh, the audio, um, yeah, like hearing the bird, the way the, the horse sounds, and even when it comes to combat, um, the music was always fitting, yeah, what was happening always worked, and then even the way the world sounded. So, like, um, for example, like my world was always thunder and lightning because, as you know, like if you play as the ghost, the weather changes to reflect that. Um, so the, like you, the world becomes dark and gloomy. Yeah. Like you're this, you're effectively a serial killer, um, <laughs> going around and just killing all the Mongols. Um, and like everything, it, it sounds right. Um, mm. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a sound man. So like, you're not going <laughs> to get any professional technical terms from me, yeah. but nothing sounded out of place. Right down to the bamboo as well. Like, ah, oh, yeah, 
you cut that. I was like, yep, I, I think this is what bamboo sounds like. I've watched enough <laughs> samurai films to recognize this. So, um, yeah, like, no complaints about the sound. And I think when you start the game for the first time, and I think Kublai Khan just beats the shit out of you and just chucks you over the bridge, then you mm-hmm. jump over to escape him, and you're on the horse, and you're riding through the, like, the, the white flowers that you can hide in. Like, there's a track that plays, and it's absolutely beautiful. And there are times in the game where you might go to a new area or just a beautiful area. or so There's something special about an area. And then the music slightly changes to reflect the fact that you've come to a new place. Mm-hmm. It, it works really well, and it makes me take note, oh, this is new. And I look yeah. around and enjoy the experience because the world is beautiful when you look around it. So, um, And even more so for you, because you play on the PS4 Pro. Yeah, I I feel bad for everyone who watched the uh, Ghost of Tsushima stream instead of like buying the game because, fam, I think it's the most beautiful game I've ever played. Oh, it's a big statement. I think it is. Like it, it. I think it's that PS4 Pro that's edged it. But good grief, that ah, oh, the audio was impeccable. Um, like. As you said, the music suited the occasion every single time. Like, um, I have noticed that in Dark Souls that only when you're having boss fights will the music really change and pick up. Mm. And like, you're just getting regular music everywhere else where you're fighting the minions and stuff. But with uh, Ghost of Tsushima, like, the music always suited the occasion. There's a track I'm looking for on Spotify, and I haven't found it yet, <laughs> but I need to find it. So, like, it usually plays when you're fighting the lesser Mongols, and then, like, it's this really, like, um, upbeat uh traditional sounding song uh i'm gonna find it and i'm gonna get back to you on that but it's a really good song um like every time you do a standoff if you notice the music is like a deep and slow build up and Mm. like the tension is replicated in the sound because it's like violins holding that note waiting for you to like unleash the uh the sword if you time the release right and if you do it's just boom and then it's another build-up until the next person comes. And then it's boom, another build-up. And these harsh tones contrast the build-up so well. And oh, like it's like it's like one person made every part of the game because the vision was so coherent in the visuals, the audios, the combat. Um I have a little bit of a of a nit to pick when it comes with the, the combat and the rolling and stuff, but cool. other than that, like the music was on point when you were walking through, you know, uh, water or riding through water. The sounds were perfect. Waterfall sounded great. Um, when you play with the flute, <laughs> if you ever, <laughs> if you ever played the flute, sounded amazing. Um, and there were reports that uh, Sucker Punch sent a team out to the Sushima Island or as close as they could to like record sounds of pe- uh, uh, creatures flying and uh, bamboo and water flowing and they just replicated those sounds in this game and it's like yeah i can feel that this feels as authentic as possible to the point where japanese people will say these people are more japanese than we are what is this (laughs) and that is very difficult because the japanese are so competent in everything and their standards are high as a result so they don't really take too kindly to like uh, poor imitations or you know, uh, poor uh, representation. They got to but, see the approval. 
Yeah, for them yeah. to get that seal of approval from, you know, Japanese people, it just shows that they really took the time. And I forgive them for all the delays because, like, I couldn't have got a better sounding game. <laughs> I see you're, you're pulling that face and, like, forgive them for all that time wasted. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> well, no, man. To be fair, no, I need to. I need to because if this game would come out alongside Sekiro, there's a good chance I would have only played one of them and not yeah. both of them. So I'm not you mad. enjoy both games. You had your cake and you ate it. Yeah. You don't get to do that too often. No, you don't, actually. Um, this part is not going to take too long, I don't think. But the visuals, fam, 10 out of 10. I, I don't even know what to say. Like, If this was a movie, it'd be up there for the greatest of all time, just in terms of like the cinematography and mm. the looks. It is oh my brilliant. So like... On that note, every single tale you start, there's like you get the black borders, you mm-hmm. get the text, the kanji in the middle, yeah. and it's like boom, and it's like oh my goodness, a little like movie is about to start, and then you go through it, you save the day, and then it ends, and then like it all like fades away, you get your XP, etc. etc. And it does feel like every single tale you do is either a little story, a little episode, or the bigger tales are like their own little movie. And I absolutely love that. It's a nice little touch that adds so much to the game. Um, and it really makes the world just, just come alive because I don't know why, it just, it just adds a sense of meaning to every single tale and story you do. Like, it's not just a, a random fetch quest or, like, side quest or something that's insignificant. Like, every tale is treated, like, really well and handled really well and Jin's got good lines for like every single tale like yeah. the writers didn't scrimp out anywhere like everything is really well done um and that's really nice to see and it made it it made it worthwhile because after doing every single quest or tale I never felt shortchanged I never felt like I'd done this before I never felt like I'd wasted my time um and I don't know if that's because, like, I played it all in one, like, quick burst over the week or because, like, I was doing so much with the, the fighting, the gameplay, or if it was because, like, I just really enjoyed the story or the fighting or things were just varied or because, like, the stories were all so different. Either way, it doesn't matter because I didn't notice. I was able to just continue and play and play and play and play and not get bored, so good for them absolutely good for them and to, to go back to the visuals because i've gone off tangent massive. <laughs> um you're right they're gorgeous and as i was playing in my head i was thinking imagine if i was on a pro because it looks really good now and really better. come on are you it, it does get better on a 4k tv and a ps4 pro mm. um that's the final form right there Ooh. It, oh, i man. think it's it's the Ferrari of gaming. Oh. In terms of visual in terms of visual gaming, Ghost of Tsushima is the Ferrari. Wait. And I mean Michael Schumacher Ferrari, not modern day Ferrari. My biggest issue with this game is unfortunately part of the gameplay, and it's when you're in combat. So now I'm playing Dark Souls. I've found a game with some worse combat issues, but um <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima has this really annoying problem when you're um, 
trying to take out the weaker archers at the back or at the side of the uh, environment. And you are constantly locked on the biggest guy, the leader, and you, you know, end up getting killed or end up getting, you know, hit really hard because the game is trying to auto-fill your thought process and it's thinking you're going after the big heavy as opposed to going after the little ones who are sucking your health up. Mm. And that was a big issue for me. It became quite bad in terms of boss fights when uh, you would glitch, especially with Lord Shimula. That's pretty present in the streams uh, where he would do a, a red flash attack, which is a dodge only, or a purple flash attack, which is a parry only and um he would freeze and i would think okay his attack is done but it would just be delayed and i don't think that was intentional i think those are actual glitches those really made the game uh unenjoyable for me but not so much that i don't think the game's good i don't know if you had the same experience i think a counterpoint so you know when they do the attack and they pause I don't think that's a glitch. I think that's them trying to fake you out and then get an extra attack in because I've noticed lots of other bosses doing that in their attacks and their attack patterns. And we too also have a move in our um, in our samurai skill tree where like you press square, you hold it, and then you'll stop and then you'll do a bigger attack. Um, and then even seeing the way like certain samurai will attack when they practice, they'll do like a swing and then they'll stop, and they'll do another swing and then they'll stop. Um, I think that's just to, to to fake you out and to to get some more attacks in. So like, so the glitches that you remember, would they always happen in the same way if you're fighting one boss? If they don't always happen in the same way, I genuinely think that's just the boss design. Um, I didn't even think about that actually, but well, that could be the case. Um, it happened with several bosses. Um, mm. so they would like begin their attack sequence and then they would come towards me as if they are about to do their attack and hit me. So mm. I've experienced the attack, so they would attack normally. And on this occasion, they'd attack and then they would stop while in their attack phase and then randomly just complete their attack so oh so they wouldn't was it oh so i thought you meant like they would complete like a movement and then stop do they stop mid movement yeah so they'd stop mid mid movement so it wouldn't it wouldn't be like the second step of it of an attack i didn't make an attack or get their sword out it would be like they're about to do that um unblockable but you can parry and then once it got in my hitbox no damage was made and then i get the damage like three seconds later so i'm not sure if that's like intentional or not but it it wasn't fun (laughs) okay maybe that was a glitch i never noticed that in my playthrough Mm. oh unfortunate um yeah hmm, okay uh, and you made another point before that. Uh, so, about... like, when when you're like clearing out a camp and you're trying to go out for the 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 archers, mm-hmm. yeah, that point. So, yeah, I 100% agree because, and I have this problem in Dark Souls as well. Like, when trying to, so if I'm locked on in Dark Souls, I'm trying to run away from them. It doesn't work. I have to lock off. Yeah, you have to lock off. I hate that. Yeah, and then because in Ghost there's no lock on feature, like you can't really do that. You have to just kind of mm-hmm. like try and sprint away. But yeah. 
you sprinting away or dodging away is always slower than them coming towards you. So yeah. you either get hit in the back, which is really upsetting, <laughs> or like you just have to kind of stand your ground. I mean, I watched an interview with someone from the team. Who it was on the team, I cannot remember. It might have been the director. I I don't know. But they were saying how one of the reasons why the game doesn't have a lock-on is because they want you to focus on all the enemies at once and just strafe around them because apparently that's what a samurai film feels like. I haven't seen a lot okay. of samurai films. I'm Honestly, I might have just seen clips and Kill Bill. <laughs> Genuinely, I think that might be all I know of samurai films now that I think about it. Um, but he said something along those lines. And in that case, okay, fair enough to an extent. Um, but I, I do see what you mean. It would have been nice if you could like either have the lock-on that you see and move away, but do you know what? Develops had a vision, so good for them. In terms of the archers, they do something that helps, though. Like, every time they shoot, they'll say, I think they say dosho. Um, I definitely ruined that uh, pronunciation. So <laughs> yeah. I don't have a Japanese accent. Um, I mean, I could have done it, but I, I'd have to shout it, because that's, that's how I played it in the game. It, yeah. Yeah. And I'm not going to shout on this pod. Like, it's not happening. <laughs> uh, I don't want to deafen people. Uh, but when they say that you've got like a second and then the arrow will come to you yeah. so you can like dodge or like block that straight away. Um, so that's useful. And to be fair, like if you do get an opening or like again, the ghost weapons, you could throw the kunai, like, stun everyone and then just go up, make a beeline for the archers and just kill them off. They take one shot. So like, I think it wasn't a big enough problem for me to care. I just had to like change my play style and... Yeah. I never really thought about it too much because playing the game, I I did feel like it was me against the world because I think that was the whole point of the game. So like yeah. things like that didn't upset me too much. What did upset me was when I had to fight like 10 archers at once. That was upsetting because <laughs> all of them, yeah, are taking turns firing. So there's no window <laughs> for me to do anything. And I'm like, well, what do I do now? Yeah. Okay. So that was the time that, you know, the clickers and like all the people who are, you know, into their numbers are waiting for a rating for Ghost of Tsushima. Mm. That is. Uh, do you want to go first on this? I need to. Oh, fair a, enough. A, a quick yeah. minute. Process. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got my number already. So mm. I've enjoyed this game so much. But I can't give it a 10 because it's not flawless. Mm hmm. Um, so this game for me is an eight out of ten. Okay. Um, it's a game I've thoroughly enjoyed. I definitely felt like a samurai while playing this game. Um, but I think for me to give this a ten, I would be lying to myself, and um, that's because of the jankiness of combat. It's not as fluid as other games. Other games have managed to do it quite well, so there is no excuse for Sucker Punch. Um, Ooh, I wouldn't go that far, but I'll let you continue. There's no, no, I don't think so. Like Ooh, the, com no. the combat has been, the combat has been more fluid in other games, and I think when you've delayed your game several times. I don't think I should be having... I don't even I don't think, think that was their fault. That think, was not even their fault. Think, no, it was stupid think, last time. I don't, think, I don't think bugs. Nah, I don't think bugs. Nope. And uh, I don't think like bugs such as um, uh, you trying to like escape and re 
uh, realign yourself be such a chore i don't think it's uh excusable to be honest um as i said it's not game breaking um and i do intend to like flat the game but it can't be my game of the year because i've just played a better game than it so i give it an 8 out of 10 fair i think so i I would have loved to give this game a solid 10 out of 10. I would have loved to have done that, but I can't. I cannot. And, like, if if it was based on, like, you know, effort and hard work put in and the potential of this game and that vision, yeah, I'll give it a 10 out of 10. But then you give everything a 10 out of 10. So exactly. A 10, like, no. Um, but I will give it a 9 out of 10 because... Everything that I don't like about this game is a nitpick. Um, and it is, it's just certain things that, like... So this, really and truly, this is Sucker Punch's first time doing a game like this. Because you had Sly, but that wasn't a sandbox. Um, well, I've only played Sly 1. I'm not sure about Sly 2 and Sly 3. You had the infamous sandbox game. But it wasn't to, to the scale of Ghost. It didn't look like Ghost. Yeah. It didn't play like Ghost at all. Um, and it didn't have as much in it as Ghost did. Like Ghost feels like a like a fully fleshed out sandbox in comparison to Infamous. I look at Infamous and there was a lot less to do. Heck, you couldn't even go into buildings. You you lived on the street, basically. Yeah. Like <laughs> even your hideout was on top of a building. Like yeah. you were homeless. Um, so this was, it was a nice change of pace and you know what, you're right there were some bugs and there were some jankiness so like, the parkour it is not the best, but they're not known for their parkour um, like Infamous 1 had great parkour mm. at the time when I played it yeah. I thought the parkour was great in Infamous yeah. 1, it's probably not that great anymore I haven't played it in a while um, Infamous 2 around Infamous 1, I think. And then Second Son had terrible parkour. It was awful. Um, but I think that's because they wanted you to use your powers to move around the environment instead yeah, into of the yeah. parkour. Um, so, yeah, like, I, the parkour in this game, it wasn't amazing, but, I mean, it wasn't... It was not the highlight of the game. And when they do use it, they use it well. They use it as more of a, a puzzle-solving thing. So to get to the shrines, there's parkour, but you're not just going to climb over everything and get to the shrine. You have to take a certain path so I think they work really well with their limitation. Um, so I think that's really good, making the best of what you've got. Uh, there are times where, like, you'll, you'll jump on a rock. And again, because the parkour isn't great, like, you might get stuck within something and you just kind of, like, you're stuck floating in midair for a little bit. You do get reset out of that and put beside the, the rock or crevice you're trying to jump over, but that's noticeable as well. Um, the fact that there was no lock-on, like, it's not a big deal for me, but again it doesn't always help and it does feel like ever so slightly you're fighting the game a little bit but for me it didn't happen that often and as long as i focused on the fighting and using all my skills it wasn't something i noticed um huh i'm nitpicking 9.5 um <laughs> playing this game like i just really enjoyed it from start to finish I get in, like, and you're you're giving the best armor straight away. The armor you play as on the beach, like, I don't know if it has any, like, effects or abilities, 
but it just looks like the um the armor you get from Lady Adachi, like full on samurai gear. And I don't know, man. Like you just start off as a samurai, you, you, straight away you're you're thrust into battle. And as you play the game, like I just had nothing but fun. And there'd be times where I'd be like, you know what? It's time to go to bed. I'm gonna do this side mission, and that will be it. And ten side missions later, I'm still playing the game. And I say to myself, <laughs> "Well, I've done this. I might as well just do another well main do mission. Yeah, I might as well." And I kid you not, like I played this game from like seven a.m. one day to seven a.m. the next day. Like I have wow. truly loved <laughs> this game, and I do want to give it a ten. But I've got to be critical. I've got to. To, to take a step back and yeah. look outwardly on this game. Because um, there were little things that, that weren't quite there, unfortunately. Uh, man, should I give it a 10? Am I just nitpicking? I feel like I'm nitpicking. Anyways. Um, <laughs> no, you know, no, do you know what? Because I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I didn't hate anything. Like, I played this game. I had a lot of fun. And I did everything. Um... So a 10 out of 10 basically means the game is flawless, isn't it? Okay, in that in that in that regard, then I can't uh, give it a 10. Because it well, wasn't that's <laughs> I don't know if you want to do it a different way, but like that's um, the way I look at it. If I'm no, giving the game a 10 out of 10, that mm. means I enjoyed more or less every aspect of it. Um, if there was anything I didn't like, they were minor at worst. And like there's only two games I can say are 10 out of 10s for me, but God of War. 100%. Last of Us 2. So, um, I'm not gonna lie, I don't think I hate anything. This is a game I've been waiting for for so long, and then even the grappling hook was I absolutely adored the grappling hook, Andy, because <laughs> I was scared it would be like the Sekiro grappling hook, but it was so different. Like, you, you, uh, you okay, swing on this, fair. and there's, there's a weight to it. It's like, oh, this rope could snap, I could die. I like that. That was, mm. that was a really good touch. Um, the customability, customability is that a word? The customization. Customization. I'm gonna use that instead. <laughs> uh, that's that's probably the word I was looking for. Um, like really good. Like lots of different dyes. Um, lots of different like skill sets you could use. Don't give this game. You know, fuck it. Ten. Fuck it. <laughs> what, what what am I nitpicking about? Ten. My guy started at nine, fuck and then went hell. up to ten. By the time this thing is over, he's going to give it a 12 out of 10. (laughs) Can I do that? Am I allowed to do that? No, No, fuck it. It was a 10. No game has ever, like, made me... Like, literally... So, right now, I don't know if it's just burnt out from playing, like, Ghost, because that's all I did. But no game has made me just sit down and only want to play that game and nothing else. And maybe it's furlough, because I had some time on my hands. But, boy, it took over my life. Um... And I regret nothing. It was a really good game. Fair enough. And if they release some DLC, do you know what? Maybe I'll buy it again. Play some New Game Plus. Because when I finished the game, like, and this is how I know it was a good game. I I was sad because I wanted more and I knew there was nothing left. So for yeah. me personally, I'm going to give it a 10. I enjoyed this game. I enjoyed the fuck out of this game. <laughs> um, for me... That has happened when I played God of War and Spider-Man. I didn't want to play anything else. Mm-hmm. If I was on the PS4, it was to play those games. 
and I was upset when I finished them, when I platted them both, because it's like my time with this game is coming to an it's end. Because over. realistically speaking, I've got nothing else to do. I've finished the story. I've got every trophy. I don't need to play this game anymore. And that was sad to let go of that game. But that's a sign of a good game, as you say. Um, I 100% agree. I hope so, we get more of that in the PS5 era. Oh, yeah, I think definitely. We're going to get some brilliant games. Like We're going to get games on the PS5 that are going to make the PS4 games look like trash. So I would I, love to see that. I can't wait. <laughs> I hope God but, of War is one of them. I think um, whenever we get that sequel, I think it's just going to make God of War 2018 look aged. <laughs> want that i want that so much <laughs> now we're gonna finish this with the question mm -hmm. i want an answer like a solid answer and a solid reason answer. as to why okay. okay which game do you prefer this is not objectively which game is better but mm -hmm. which game did you prefer ghost of tsushima or sekiro shadows die twice and why i'm afraid i can't answer that question so if I was to ask you which game do you think is the better game, what would you say? You know what? No, I have to take a stand. I have to take a stand. And I'm going to say with a heavy heart, it's going to have to be Ghost. Here's Ooh. why. I say Ghost because of what has transpired. I have finished Ghost. I have done everything. I have platinumed it and I put it down. And that's the metric I'm gonna go on because I need to take a stand. This is this is very subject to change, but for the sake of the answer, like I have to take a stand, so that's what I'm doing. Um, but with Sekiro, it's different because there are four different endings, and you have to play the game four times to get them. Maybe you could have saved just before the ending and do things differently, but I didn't do that. Um, but there are four different endings, and you can play the game differently, and there are lots of different paths the world is very you have to find the story by yourself in ghost a lot of it is just spoon fed to you yeah like you can do the side quest and get more story great but it's still spoon fed to you um you have the records which is an amazing touch it's these little things that you read throughout the game but to be fair as as nice as they are the main records i loved were conversations with the khan so i think it's like eight to nine text with like a, I don't know, a historian maybe, and the Khan, and like he's recording what the Khan's doing behind the scenes. In Sekiro, there's so much going behind the scenes. So there's one guy called Dogen, and he works in Ashina Depths, and it's full of people who, when you kill them, they come back to life. A big part of Sekiro is resurrection, and a lot of Ashina, the, the world Sekiro happens in, is seeped with like really underhand practices, um, people dealing with um, the occult, uh, child snatching, child murders. Like the game gets really dark in a certain aspect. Um, and you even go back in time for a little bit. It's like a memory and you find out, you know, a bit more information, a bit more lore. There's a lot of lore in Sekiro. So the way the stories are told is very different. The driving force of these stories are very different. And even when it comes to the gameplay, as I was saying earlier, like in in Ghost, like you have your sword, but then you have other weapons as well that can take over your sword and can carry you through the game. 
in Sekiro, if you're not good with the sword, you don't win. Like you're you're okay. finished. You're yeah. done. Um, your sword carries you through that game. Uh, and even the grappling hooks, like when you grapple in Sekiro, it there's no weight to it. You're just like flying about like a ninja. Um, whereas in Ghost, when you do it, you're 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 an 80 kg man just trying to like swing across large heights. It's it's a bit nerve-wracking. The the rope feels heavy and you don't always swing accurately. That might just be me just being a terrible swinger, but like <laughs> it works. Um and it works for very different reasons. And even the bosses you encounter. So in Ghost, you only ever fight humans. You only ever fight other people that have weapons. In Sekiro, you're fighting all manner of things and you have to deal with them in different ways. You might fight an ogre. You might fight a, a large ape. You might fight another person. You might fight someone who's basically twice your size. They've got more range than you and they're swinging this big spear at you. It's very intimidating when you play Sekiro, but when you're playing Ghost, it's not as intimidating. It's, it's very, I can do this or I'll come back when I'm stronger and I will be fine. In Ghost, I never felt scared or on the back foot. I never I was never sweating. In Sekiro, <sighs> Sekiro was a, mm, that was a struggle. And when you played Sekiro and you finally beat a boss, it overcame something. You were filled with this this amazing sense of accomplishment. Playing Ghost, like I never felt that way. Like I was I was hooked on the story, but that was it. Ghost was like was like binging through a whole Netflix series and absolutely loving it. Sekiro was like watching a a film you have to watch two or three times to fully get it. It was like watching like Fight Club. If you watch Fight Club once, you haven't seen Fight Club, I'm not going to spoil Fight Club for you, but you watch Fight Club once and you're like, oh shit, at the end, you watch it again, you're like, oh, this makes sense. Sekiro is like that. And also for me, when you play Sekiro, there are I played it to a point where like there's one boss, and when I beat that boss finally, in my head I was like, oh, this is a skill check. Like I can now do X, Y, and Z in the game. And then when I beat the game and then started New Game Plus, I was like, oh my goodness, playing Sekiro the first time round is really training for playing Sekiro again. Because now I'm actually competent. I've got all my gear. Um, but when you play Ghost, it's like you're good from halfway act one. Like you're, you've got yeah. all the skills and knowledge that you need to, to beat the game. Um, so they're fundamentally very different games, but if you're looking for a game, you can just sit down, play and have fun. Ghost is the better game. If you're looking for a game that's going to test you and you have to put some time into it, but you're, you're greatly rewarded when you finally do beat the challenge and you're interested in like, scouring the world for law and understanding how things fit together Sekiro is the better game um I can't just objectively say one is better than the other um but I guess generally I'm gonna have to go with ghost because I, I did sit down and I beat it because you can do that the difficulty is different the difficulty is compared to Sekiro is is not there. It's, it's an easy game compared to Sekiro, very easy. So in that regards, like for anyone who just wants to pick up and play, Ghost is the better game. So I'm going to have to give it to Ghost. But you'd be missing out if you didn't try Sekiro. I think that's a really good, like, 
he said if you want the better story the more balanced game go for ghosts and if you want the challenge go for sekiro i think that's really good to put like <laughs> that debate to bed because yeah we did have that problem like it's not the consumer's fault and it's not the developer's fault it's the middleman it's the media man's fault because um those games were somewhat similar because you know the sword is the primary weapon Mm. So instantly you get the comparison like you did with the console wars back in 2005. Um, which are you getting? These, you know, they're pitting Jin and Wolf against each other. And once you actually break the games down, you realize that they played very differently. They're not the same game or they're not direct competitors. They're just mm. two great games out in somewhat similar times. Um, but yeah, that's a great way to end this pod with that uh, amazing comparison or uh, tail of the tape of each game. Uh, you have your reasons as to uh, why people would prefer Sekiro and why people would prefer Ghost. Um, but yeah, that's what <laughs> we have time for on this pod. Um, the Ghost of Tsushima Appreciation podcast. Um, I have been Blackamora. Isaac has oh. been Lord Adachi. <laughs> sorry (laughs) um if you want to keep in contact with the streamcast you can follow us on twitter and instagram at streamcast underscore we are steadily approaching 400 twitter followers and i think we are you know we've got quite a lot of instagram followers are we nearing a milestone i think we're close to 600 nice all right so get us to those milestones 400 on twitter and 600 on instagram respectively um we also have a youtube streamcast um so feel free to subscribe to that we have a twitch now streamcast tv um and we have a patreon if you feel so inclined um our three dollar tiers will get you shout outs every month on um some sort of uh content whether it be the pod or the stream and you also get entered into the pay to win bingo uh where you like trigger words in the stream chat and um you have the chance of winning a five pound ten pound or 15 pound gift card via the playstation store microsoft store nintendo eShop, or steam so um it's worth your while because those are those gift cards can be won weekly and you have your five dollar tier where you get content like this podcast and um non-live content at least a day early uh, compared to the public and the ten dollar tier where you get extra content bloopers etc etc um yeah take care stay safe and we'll see you on the next podcast take care